All right, so the last several weeks, we have been uh, in a series. We've been talking about how we're in this, uh, we not only live in this physical world, uh, we have to navigate that world, but we also live in a spiritual world, and that's the tougher one to navigate sometimes. And so uh, God gives us, we need his uh, wisdom, we need his direction, so he has given us that direction. We've been trying to unpack some of the information, the, the direction, the uh, instruction that he has given us for that as we've been looking at Ephesians 6, uh, just about this battle we're in, but also about the equipment that God has given us. And so we're, we're looking at that again today. Now, um, you guys all know this, but there are times in our lives where we want to stand out, right? We want to be known. We want people to see us in that place. There are other times that we want to just kind of blend in, right? So if I were to say right now that I needed someone to be a volunteer to come up and join me on the stage and help me demonstrate something, I imagine that most of you guys would immediately go into blend-in mode, right? You start like fading into your seats. Some of you guys, even right now, you're looking down at the floor just in case this is a reality, right? You're going, just don't look at the guy, right? So um, there are other times, though, some of you guys are like, man, volunteer, and your both hands go up, right? Hands back there going, me, me. Hello, right? Now, sometimes we want to stand out because that's our personality. That's just, sometimes it's how we've been trained. Sometimes it's how we are. Sometimes we stand out because of how we act, right? Waving our hands around, that'll make you stand out. Sometimes it's because of what you wear, right? Have you ever had that happen? You, you show up and all of a sudden you realize you got the, you know, two of the different colored socks on or something, you know, and you're standing or else you just wear that outfit that just says, here I am, Right? Well, in, uh, in this series we've been looking at, we've been looking at that we live in this spiritual world, and in this spiritual world, there's a battle going on. And the one place that you would think that we would not want to be standing out would be on a battlefield, right? You don't want to draw attention to yourself. You want to kind of blend in so you can kind of get around and, and even sometimes just survive the day. And yet, Ephesians 6 tells us, tells us that God gives us this one piece of armor, that that's what it does. It makes us stand out. It's found in Ephesians 6, 17. So stand with me. We're gonna hear about this. I'm gonna start a little, I'm gonna start a few verses earlier in Ephesians 6, 13. But we're gonna read about this, this armor that God has given. So it says, therefore, take up the full armor of God. We wanna take up every piece that he has given us so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Now, if that means we stand out in order to stand firm, then that's what it needs to be. So he says, so stand firm then, having girded your midsection with truth. We talked about that. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We talked about that. Having shod your feet with the steadiness of the gospel of peace. Talked about that. And then last week, along with all of that, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, but then it goes on and it says, and take up the helmet of salvation. Now, a helmet on a battlefield would tell a lot about you, especially back in this day, right? If you're wearing a helmet, that means that you intend to fight, right? You're not gonna just wear a helmet on a battlefield if you're not in on the action. A helmet can also tell you what team you're on, right? Which side of that fight you're on which would also tell you a little bit about what you're fighting for. And so it, but the other thing about a helmet is that a helmet, I mean, it, it makes you stand out, right? If you look over a battlefield, you see this helmet bobbing around, right? Right at eye level. 
And it, and it draws your attention in, especially if it has like a big red plume on it or it's, it has some kind of funky shape to it or it's, it's shiny and metal and it's, it's glimmering in the sun. And so it ends up that salvation, salvation is our helmet. So salvation is not just this gift of God, this amazing gift that God has given to us. Salvation is also this thing that makes us stand out. It's this thing that somehow makes us stand out, especially on this battlefield, this spiritual battlefield in this struggle that we are a part of in the spiritual realm. Amen? So I want us to keep that in mind. What does it mean that salvation is this thing that somehow makes us stand out? Today's message is titled, Stand Out. Father, this morning... We come to you as those who, um, God, we live in the strength of the salvation that you've given to us, in the grace of the rescue that you have worked in our lives. We come needing to see the fullness of that salvation. Even these prayer requests that we, we lifted up to you are because we are not in a, a, a completed victory yet. Everything's done. But everything is not finished yet. Everything is not completed. It's not brought into its fullness yet. We know that Jesus, his victory, will be the only one that's standing at the end of the day. But Lord, there are pieces of that right now that are at work in our lives and the lives of those we love and in the world around us where we see that victory is not yet full. It's not yet, everything's not yet impacted and completed by it yet. And so, Father, teach us about what this, what this is, what this helmet is, what this salvation is, what this thing is that you are working in us, that thing that was so important that you, you even named your son salvation, Jesus, the one who saves. So, Father, come this morning and teach us. We, we give you our attention we give you our hearts and our eyes and our ears, our minds. We give you just all of that opened up towards you to hear, to be changed, to, to receive from you that living word, that living word that just doesn't come and give us information, more information to file in our minds, but gives us that life-changing revelation of yourself and of your son, of your spirit. It makes us more like Jesus. So, Father, do your work here this morning. Take this time and this place and make it yours. We pray in your name for your glory. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. In 1863, uh, the Red Cross was founded. Now, the Red Cross was originally founded uh, to be this international organization. Uh, they were to be given, uh, really, uh, to be recognized by, by governments around the world. So that when they went on a battlefield, they would be given immunity. They would be given amnesty, basically, and neutrality, understood to be neutral, so that they could help those who were sick and needy and, and, and wounded on the battlefield. Now, uh, their symbol, as many of you guys, you know, you guys know, is the Red Cross. Now, shortly after the Red Cross was founded, also the Red Crescent was founded uh, in the Muslim world who felt like you know, they didn't want to carry a cross around, but they could carry this, this crescent around with the same kind of implications. Uh, they, they would display these emblems on their, 
um, on their buildings, on their vehicles, on their personnel, so that anytime someone saw it, they would be recognized as non-combatant, someone who was actually bringing help into the battlefield. The problem was, <laughs> was that this thing was bright red, right? And so bright red means that when you go on the battlefield and you have a bright red symbol on your helmet, you know one thing. One thing is that everybody's going to see you, right? Now, if everybody can see you, then it's up to them to make the choice. They can either let you be, which is, you know, happens a lot, but they could also target you. And the reason they might target you and the reason they have that Red Cross workers have been targeted in the past is because they're seen as those who are actually giving aid to the ones who they, you know, to the enemy. And so the, uh, the, other, you know, the other side might target them, even though they're in there neutral. Um, and it's because they're wearing this thing on their helmet. Their helmet actually is telling a lot about who they are and what they're doing on the battlefield. Uh, in Roman days, when Ephesians was written, uh, the Roman army had, in fact, all armies, they had very unique helmets to their to their, uh, to their given army. And the reason was, was because you need to be able to scan the battlefield real, real quickly and see who's on your side and who's not there. In our day, right, most Sunday afternoons in the fall, we have two teams that'll suit up. They'll put on all their pads and put on their, their jerseys and they'll put on their, their helmets. They're given their unique helmets and those will be unique to them. It might have a color or a stripe or an emblem so that, again, when you're so covered up in defensive garb, right? You can't see the faces anymore. So how do you recognize friend and foe? Well, by the helmet. And so as they're scanning, it's it's a quick way to find out who are you fighting with and who are you fighting against? Well, in the spiritual battle that we fight in, in Ephesians 6 is, is talking about, we're told that salvation is the helmet we wear. Salvation is the thing that becomes what both protects us, but also it, it makes us stand out. It, it tells about who we are and what we're there for. On the one hand, we say that it protects us. Last week, we talked about the shield that we have. It's the size of a small door. It, it covers everything up about to your chin. Well, that means that you, know, you need your eyes to be able to go over the shield while you're walking so that you're seeing where you're going. But that means you have to have something that, that protects you from about here up, and that's your helmet. And it says that's what the helmet does. Well, in, in some ways, that salvation also has this protective part that it plays as, as we go through life. But we also saw last week that this word salvation, right? When, when God chose to show himself and take on human form, he came to live with us and show his heart. He, he chose a name for himself that he was going to be known by. And that name was Jesus, which literally is, is the word salvation. He said, I am the God who comes to save, to save you, to save you from sin, to save you from death, to save you from the brokenness of this world. And so when we come and we take on that, that helmet of salvation, when we put on the salvation that God has brought us through a relationship with Jesus, when we put them on, we, we show everyone we are, we are part of Team Jesus now, okay? And that's, that's a good thing, it's a protective thing, but it's also, it'll make you stand out. And it'll make you a target, especially to the one who, not just, again, when the first week that we were getting into this, I, I told you guys this, Satan really doesn't care much about us. He doesn't care about us. 
He, he doesn't love us, hate us. He doesn't care. He really hates the one, though, who loves us. And so we become targets not so much because of what we bring to the battlefield, but because of the love of the one who is on us. So when we wear that helmet of Jesus, we're saying, you know what, we're covered. We're covered by the one who loves us. And that makes us a target. So here's this salvation. It says salvation is a target. So we say, okay, so that's a word we throw around a lot, you know, salvation. But what is it? Right, that's one of those kind of Christian words that we'll use a lot, but not, only, uh, not often do we take time to just say, so what is it? Well, salvation, it, it, one, is much more than just a name for our team, right? We're not just Team Jesus. That's not the limit. It's, it's more than just a, a logo that we have on, the, on our helmet so we can recognize, you know, we can go win a football game or something. Salvation is the very purpose of God in our lives. Do you guys understand that? Everything that he does, he is the God who saves. It is everything that he does that he is working in our lives is working to rescue us, rescue us from the brokenness and into the life that he intended for us. So we are recognized as part of the team, you know, part of this team salvation, team Jesus, part of, we're recognized because of the salvation that God is working in us. That really is what makes us recognizable. So what is that salvation? What is that thing that the Spirit of God, what are those things that he is working in us? Because this is his salvation. Well, one, uh, places like 2 Peter 1.4, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, God is working in us his very character and his nature, right? We, we may have had our own selfish kind of broken, fearful selves before, but part of salvation is that we have been rescued out of that darkness and into his light. So 2 Peter 1.4 says that we are becoming sharers of God's nature. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we are being transformed daily into the image of Christ. From one glory to another, from the glory of those who were created by God and bear his image, but into those who are the very children of God and bear his name, Right? Uh, we are uh, the salvation, part of the salvation that the Holy Spirit is, is working in us is that we are um, being, the freedom of God is being worked into us. So the freedom that belongs to God's people. So we find in Romans 8 too, it says that, the, that now the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. We are no longer under bondage to sin. We're no longer under slavery to sin. We're no longer under the judgment of sin or the condemnation of sin. We're no longer under, nothing stands between us and God. He says he has taken that. He has forgiven all of that. He has set us free from that and that we are free from this, not just sin, but death, the wages of sin, okay? And so he has brought us out of death and into life, out of this um, bondage to sin and into this, this um, life of his spirit. It, it says that uh, he is working in us, because of that, he's working in us uh, this new kind of life, this eternal life. And so Colossians 3.3 3 says that our, our life is no longer just found right here. It's no longer just what we see, but our life is actually hidden with Christ and God. It will be revealed when he, he comes and he, he brings in the fullness of this life that he intended. And so 2 Corinthians 5.16, this is a, such an important verse, but it says, so we don't even recognize each other by what we see on the outside anymore. That's not the big deal. 
We don't recognize each other by what we've attained or not attained in this world or by what our status is or our name or our lineage or anything of this world because it's all about that new creation, right? That new eternal thing that he has planted and he's growing within us. That's part of salvation. He's brought us out of the old and into the new. He is uh, working in us this abundant life that Jesus talked about, right? So it's not just about life by and by, but it's about life now. So in John 10, 10, Jesus said, you know what? I have come to bring you life and to bring it to you more abundantly. And that's not just for, for later on. Yes, it's gonna be abundant later on, but it starts right now. It starts as soon as the kingdom of heaven kind of takes root in us. All of a sudden, the salvation begins to show itself through us. And so, so what we find is that we have this freedom from this, this kind of this cloud and this bondage to sin that had been there all along. And in that, there's healing for us. There's healing that starts in our spirit. There's a renewing that comes into our mind, right? There's this healing and this restoration as, uh, the way that God intended. And even it says that will not the, the spirit that has is, is brought life you know, to your spirit and to your, your mind, will he not also, is he not also able to bring life to your mortal bodies? So there are times that we even see the, the, the power of God breaking out into this world in a way that we see healing, physical healing happen in our mortal bodies because God is at work in us and because we are marked by salvation. That's the thing that we're known by. There's, a, there's assurance. Um, there's assurance that you can have the promises of God, promises like, you know, God is at all times working good for those who love him, Right? working all things for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So it doesn't matter how bad it looks, the assurance that you can know that because of salvation is at work in you, God is working the good. He's gonna be working the good. And, and there's also this, this confidence that we have as we go before um, the throne of grace, like we talked about. I mean, there's this confidence of this relationship that's been established. So there's rescue, protection, there's wholeness, there's provision. All these things are part of the salvation, what God calls his salvation and the transformation of what, who we are and, and what we're doing on this battlefield in the spiritual world. All of that is the salvation. It becomes what we are known for. It becomes the hallmark of our life. It becomes that thing that as people, as you scan that, that spiritual, that's what you see and you go, okay, that, that one, what, what calls attention to that person is the way that salvation rests on them. It is the way that the work of God rests on their life. That's what identifies them. It's the main identifier on this battlefield. But then also salvation is not just what God is working in us, but it also is recognizable because it becomes the very purpose of what, uh, kind of the purpose of our lives. We realize when we're rescued that we're not just rescued for us but that this salvation is meant for others as well. That this is an open gift. It's not just a gift that just a select few get access to. And so we join Jesus the same way that Jesus came into our world to make this salvation known. He says that he sends us into the, the, the world that we live in to continue to make this salvation known. Right? So it becomes a very, the, the main purpose. If you say, what are you out there trying to accomplish you know, as one who is, is wearing this helmet, you know, this identifier of salvation, what is your main goal of what are you fighting for? It's for the salvation of others as well, right? 
So that every action, every prayer, every, it's, it's not just for me that God's salvation would be made full, but it's that it would be made full in me so that I would live a life in a way that would introduce others to God's salvation. Who is Jesus, right? That others would come to know Jesus because of how I live and how I talk, how I pray, how I fight in this battle. Now, you guys, I want to push into this a little bit, uh, a little bit further, because there is a version of Christianity that is all around us right now. And it is this version where people, they claim to know Jesus, they claim to be brought into this saving, you know, this eternal life and the saving of Jesus Christ. And yet, even by their own admission and by their own kind of, from their own perspective, they would say, and yet this has had no no impact on their own lives as far as who they are, and it has had no pick, impact on how they, how they see the purpose of their lives. So they continue to do the same things, that they continue to be the same people that they always were. They continue to, be, to pursue the same things they always had. They just kind of put Jesus on along with all of that, Right? The, the problem is, is that when you read the New Testament, one of the things that you see that really stands out regularly about people that met Jesus, who know Jesus, who are called uh, into salvation by Jesus is that you find that every one of those have a testimony that their lives were transformed. They were changed. Everything about them and their purpose in life was always changed. They saw themselves not just as being changed and receiving a, a gift from God, a grace from God, but they saw themselves as being transformed into those who then were just, they were witnesses of this salvation. They were witnesses and testified about this savior, about Jesus Christ. So like in Philippians 3, 8 through 12, we see Paul writing, he says, I count all things to be lost, all these other things I had to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, right? Everything else can go away, but I need, that's the one thing for whom I am suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish, but garbage that I might gain Christ and to be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that somehow I earned through the law, but a righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith, faith in Christ. He says, so that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship even of his sufferings, being conformed to his death in order that I might attain to the resurrection from the dead. I love this last line. He says, not that I have already obtained it or that I have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ. You say, well, what, what did he say he was laid hold of? What was that purpose for which he was laid hold of? Well, in Ephesians 2, he talks about it. He talks about it in Romans. He talks about it at the beginning of every one of his letters. He says, you know what? You know who I am now because I was laid hold of by Christ. You know who I am now? I am a servant of Christ. I am a servant of God. I, I have become transformed. I have become a witness of him and of his resurrection. I have been called out as an apostle, one who is sent, one who is commissioned to do what? To make known the gospel of Jesus Christ, to make known the goodness of God's salvation and the good news 
of the one who he saves through, his son, Jesus, the, the relationship that God has offered to us. You guys, when we put on the helmet of salvation, it says that we are changed. God calls, you know, changed, transformed. God calls it saved. It's the same thing. We're transformed. It can't stay the same. You know, um, we can go around, um, if we go through our day and we find out, you know, uh, we, not once have we, we even thought about Jesus. Not once have we all ever, you know, have we tried calling out to him. We're still relying on kind of our own, on our own ability to pull ourselves through. When we, when we see no evidence of any kind of transformation that's going on in our lives, it's making us more like him and less kind of like our old kind of broken, greedy, self-centered selves. If we have, if none of that's going on, we might want to, we might want to ask the question, man, have I, have I even, am I really wearing this helmet? Because he says, what we'll be known for on the battlefield, those who, who are equipped and ready for this thing are, are going to be those who are, are known for salvation, are known for this transformation. You know, because Jesus, Jesus can't just be added on as an accessory. We need to know that, Right? Now, we can, we can go and we can, um, we can uh, wear a big Jesus necklace, right? We can wear a big cross around our necks. We can get a tattoo on our arm, you know, it says Jesus and me, you know. We, we, can, we can get bumper stickers for our cars. We can, we can post everywhere, you know, that we're following Jesus. We can carry big Bibles to church. We can do all that. We can do all that and not be changed because that's all exterior stuff. That's not, that's not what, what saves us. But you can't put on Jesus and not be changed. Because his salvation, it transforms us, it changes who we are, and it changes what our life is even about. It changes what we understand our purpose to be. We understand that we are here to be witnesses of Jesus, to be like Jesus. Jesus came to, he came to serve and to save. And he says he sends us when we take on salvation, we take on Jesus. When we put him on and he becomes the one who identify, we identify with him, that we become those who also are sent to serve and to save, to rescue, to work with him, to do his rescue work. So we need to be always asking that question, man, what, what is this faith? What is this Christianity that I, that I am holding, that I'm carrying? Is it, is it truly that transformational relationship with Jesus? Is that what I, because that's, that's the helmet. That's what's gonna protect you. It's gonna mark you, but it's also gonna protect you. Or is it just kind of this, this action, this activity, this association? It's kind of like being a part of a club because that has no power whatsoever. It doesn't. To just hang out. We need to know that because um, you guys, there's a lot of times, there's a lot of people that we, we can spend all kinds of time in church. We can spend all kinds of time doing good things for others and yet never really, you know, never having put on Jesus Christ, never having experienced the salvation that God intended for us. Okay, so how do we, how do we put on this helmet? Um, again, when we're talking about the helmet, we're talking about Jesus. So we begin, you have to always start there. We started there last week. I know I keep going back to this, but there's a reason I do that, Right? We put on salvation by putting on Jesus. How do you do that? Well, we accept God's gift 
of rescue, of salvation. We accept the gift that he's given us in Jesus Christ. And that's found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we receive that gift. Now, you guys, I know I keep going back to this, but I have met too many people who have spent their whole life growing up in church. And so there may be some of you in here, there may be some of you online who have spent all of your life in church. You may have grown up from the time you were you know, born and you, spent, and you may have spent all of your life just doing really good things, but you have never, I've met way too many people that have never been told about the actual, the gift that God has given. The thing that's the most important which is that we can have a relationship with God. That is salvation, right? It's that relationship where he comes in and he takes up residence within us and he starts doing his work and making us what we cannot make ourselves to be. We can't make ourselves to be good enough for God. And so he comes in and he does the work to transform us. He comes in and he does the work that he forgives us so everything's wiped clean so that we don't have to make up for the bad things. No, it's all taken out. That is salvation. And there are many people that have never heard about that. So how do you take on that helmet? How do you put that on? Well, it's really simple. He made it accessible to us. We don't have to understand all the details to make it work. You know how you get, sometimes you buy these, uh, these uh, um, little gadgets and you, you open up the instructions and as soon as you start reading, you're just lost because of how complex it is and you're going, I can't make this. I couldn't put it together and make it work if my life depended on it, right? That's not how God does things. He's made it very, it is a very complex thing. So much so that it goes into things that we, we're, we're just so out of our league trying to understand salvation. But he says, this is how you obtain it. You just have a very simple conversation, honest conversation with God. Say, God, I understand that you have offered me a life that I can't have on my own. And it's found in Jesus Christ. So I would like that gift. That's it. That's all he asks of us. God, I would like the fullness of the gift that you've offered me in Christ Jesus. You guys, along with that comes, yes, it's forgiveness of sin. Yes, it's the fullness of the Holy Spirit coming and living inside of you. Yes, it's that you will be transformed to become more like Jesus. But the, the conversation is just, God, I want all that you have for me in Christ. And I give up all of my pursuits of trying to make myself good enough for you because it'll never happen. Instead, I just want that gift that you offered me in Jesus. And he comes in and he starts doing the work. So we start by taking on the, the helmet of salvation, by taking on Jesus. And just in faith saying, God, I believe that you've offered me a gift and I just want to receive it. You guys, if that's you... This morning, start there. Now, I, I don't know how he does what he does, but I can guarantee you, if you have an honest conversation with God and you just say, God, I want that gift, he will begin a work of salvation in you and your life will become changed so that you become known by this helmet, the salvation that now you wear in your life. You'll become known by the Jesus that crowns your head, the favor and the transformation that is at work in you. Amen? That's how we start. But then, but then we also, as those who wear this helmet, we begin to live in expectation 
that this is what we will be known for, right? You guys are going, okay, I don't get that one. How many of you guys live in expectation that God is, he, he's faithful to his promises, right? If he's promised that, again, I go back to Romans 8, 28, because there are many times that we look around in our world and we say, man, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good in my life. It doesn't look good in the world around me. And yet he said, you can be sure of this, that I am working all things for the good of those who love me and are called according to my purposes. It's a promise. And when you don't see it, then you take that promise to God and you say, God, this is what you said. So what's going on? Help me to understand. And even if I don't understand, bring this, make this true. Not what I'm seeing, right? How many of you guys expect that God is, is making you more like Jesus every day? So you have this, this anger problem, right? And you just, every day, you just start snapping off at people. And you just, every, it's just a reaction, reaction, reaction. You're going, God, you said that you're making me more like Jesus, right? You said that this salvation of saving me even from my own self and my own brokenness, my selfishness and the, these habits that I have, you said that this, this rescue would be what identifies me, not this brokenness. So it's like, God, what's going on, right? Make this salvation real in me. We lean into it, but we go with expectation that that's what he's doing, Amen. So first, we put on the salvation. Second, we put on the expectation that we would see Jesus living in me and through me. So the first part is the God part, right? Put on God, his work, his salvation. The second part is the me part. God, I expect you to see that working in me. Third part is the we part, the us part, because I realize that I just don't live to benefit from this work of salvation, but I live to see others benefit from this work of salvation. So I join with God in his work of salvation. This is that, that us part. So it becomes that purpose in my life. You guys, we are to be those who make Jesus known. You may work in an office, you may go to a school, you may live, you know, you're just in the neighborhood of people that you know, you're in these networks and these families. God has called you not just to be a normal member, not just to be known for kind of those outer things that you're a part of. No matter where you are, he has called you to be a part of being this witness of this, this, this testimony of his purposes, his salvation. Amen? You guys, this helmet... It'll make you known, right? It'll make you known because people will see the change in your life. They will. If for some, it'll be, it'll be refreshing. For, for some, it'll be refreshing. It'll be like, man, I've been waiting. I've been hoping this is true. I've been waiting to see this. Um, it'll be the, a testimony of hope and of, of promise that they too can know this rescue, you know, in, in the Old Testament, it says it's like being rescued from a pit, rescued from darkness, rescued out of this miry clay and set on a place that's stable, set on a place that's safe. For others, yeah. Um, there are others who are out on the battlefield and they'll see you and they'll go, yeah. It just makes us a target. But you guys, it's a target that, that comes with its own protection, right? 
It's a target that comes with the very power of God. It says, the power of the name and the person who's above all others, the very person of Jesus Christ is the one who protects, who provides, who guards, who walks with, who guides, who covers you. Amen? How much salvation? We put it on. You guys, um, I would say that one of the biggest, you know, the questions we need to ask, one, uh, have to do with those things. One, have I put on that salvation? Have I put on Jesus? Two, do I expect God? Do I look for how God is working his salvation in my life? Do I, is, that, is that where a lot of my prayer is? Is God, God, I, I, I want people to see your salvation through me. So here's these places that I'm not seeing it yet. God, how am I not working with you? What needs to change here? God, what do you need to do here? Do we have that expectation? Do we also have that expectation that God has called us to be those who carry this message, those who carry the reality of salvation, but to others so that they might know Jesus as well? Amen?